Hello, Veterans Vigil, Wednesday, August 1st, 2018, the year of our Lord. Okay, so I have to watch this computer in front of me. It's got the, uh, you know, the garage band. That's what we're doing this on. I've been advised by the producer that I speak too loud, so I'm going to whisper. No way, Veterans Vigil. We are loud and proud here, believers in God, first and foremost. That's why we're here, to talk about God being at the center of our lives. How is everyone doing today? I wish you blessings, a sunny day, a beautiful day. I wish you to be safe. If you're home, good. God bless you for being home. Cherish it. Enjoy your family, your friends, your battle buddies. If you're downrange right now, you're overseas, you're far away from home, stay safe. Keep your powder dry and your blade sharp. Come home to us soon. Okay, what do we got going on here today? First and foremost, uh, if you're having problems, you're struggling, you don't have anybody to talk to, don't have a battle buddy, don't have a first sergeant can listen to you, don't uh, have, a, have a mom, a dad, or just you just don't have anyone you feel like you can speak to. I want you to go ahead, uh, go to the Veterans Crisis Line, dial 800-273-8255. Uh, dial 1, that'll get you to a counselor or help you out. If you don't feel like calling, you can uh, text eight two as it was, 838-255. That's 838-255, and they'll get you someone, another counselor to help you out via text, or you can go to the website for a live chat at veteranscrisisline.net. Go to the top right-hand corner, hit live chat, and the counselor will get with you. Bottom line is God put you here in the earth, and he wants you here for a reason. We want you here. So stay with us. Do not do anything by your own hands. Put that bottle of pills down. Put the keys down. Put the evil, bad things down. Stay with us for another day. Listen and know that we love you. We want you here. Okay. So go ahead. Check out our Facebook, uh, at Veterans Vigil, or hashtag Veterans Vigil. Uh, check us out on Instagram, same thing, at Veterans Vigil, our YouTube channel. Just go, go ahead, Google, or search on the YouTube, Veterans Vigil, coming up. For YouTube, we're putting uh, these podcasts up, but in a video format. So if you want to stare at a screen with our logo for 30 minutes, hey, go, by all means, go ahead. Uh, we're also going to have some videos, some outtakes. Uh, we just started recording uh, via the video camera recorder a couple of days ago. So uh, you'll get to see my pretty face here pretty soon. Here I am. I'm looking at the camera pointing at it because I'm a weirdo. Okay, so that'll be up there. And lots of other fun stuff on the YouTube channel coming up. Instagram and Facebook, we have a uh, meme of the day with the scripture that we're reading from today. And uh, it's something you can cherish and you can put in your notebook. I, I encourage you to uh, put down a scripture of the day or a little uh, little notebook that you keep just between you and God and write down some scriptures. It's kind of fun to look back on it during the tough times, during the, the glorious times, and you can kind of see where you've come from, where you are, and where you're going. No need to live in the past, but it's a good reminder of uh, how much we've grown because that's, that's the whole deal here. We're, we're trying to grow every day, just like our fitness, okay? A couple of little pieces of news. We have our website launching soon. Fun, fun, fun. I have the IT department. Yeah, right. Uh, we're working on the website as we speak. Be launching that very soon. A lot of stuff's going to go on there. <clears throat> Way uber uh, interactive. We'll have the show notes on there. We're going to start a blog up there. It's going to be really cool. Going to have an email here soon where y'all can email and questions, comments, etc. Okay, I want this to be a two-way street right now. It seems kind of one way. I'm talking, you're listening. All right. I'm not the first sergeant. You're not at, at parade rest. doesn't work that way. So uh, I want to talk to all the folks out there listening. Oh, and before I go on, thank you if you are listening right now. You are a blessing to me, okay? Uh, you may sit there and say, oh, you're the blessing and the good words. Well, you know what? It all comes from God. So first and foremost, thank him Him in heaven for giving us the, you know, the, the chances and the capabilities that we have. So I'm just giving back. I'm being his vessel. 
So we have that web launch coming soon. It'll the web address just uh, it's not up yet, but it's going to be uh, obviously the three dubs and a dot veteransvigil.com. Pretty simple veteransvigil.com. If you have trouble spelling that, go ahead, uh, Marine, Marines, put your Crayolas down and uh, go see your first sergeant. He'll help you out. Okay, hold on. I got a time. I'll take a sip of that Black Rifle coffee. No, I am not sponsored. I just really like Black Rifle coffee. Veteran owned, former uh, Special Forces soldier. All right, way to go with Dale Preston the beer. It's done real well for himself. Uh, a couple years ago, they were, uh, what were they? They were one of the number five, top 25. Uh, veteran entrepreneur companies a couple years ago. That's pretty cool. I like seeing the uh, veteran companies doing what they're doing. Okay, so uh, what was the last piece? I had something else my producer told me to. Uh, oh, yeah. I want to give a little plug to Friday's podcast. I mean, every podcast every day is awesome. But Friday is going to be part two of Keeping Your Weapon Clean. If you were with us last Friday, I had uh, part one of Keeping Your Weapon Clean. I talked about the 30-day uh, Cleansing for God challenge that I'm doing. I'm already, uh, first week is Done. First week is done. It finished yesterday. I'm on the first day of week two right now. So I'll give all the updates and all the fun stuff, and we'll talk about how we need to cleanse our lives for God first and foremost spiritually, and how I'm doing that spiritually, and how I'm doing that physically. Okay. So, um, yeah. So that's that. So there's all the added stuff on the way. Let's get to the most important uh, part of this podcast and the scriptures. Let's hear what God had to give to us. Okay. Today we're going to talk uh, Psalm chapter 126, verses 2. As it was, uh, yeah. Psalm chapter 126, verse 2. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with joyful shouting. Then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Okay, this is pretty uplifting right there. Laughter, that's the big word I want you to take out of that, and you'll figure out why here soon. Let's go to Job chapter 8, verse 21. Job chapter 8, verse 21. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting. Well, there's that word laughter twice. Two, two scriptures I read, laughter is in the first sentence. Why is that? Well, if you are in the know and you look at the title of today's podcast, Keys to the LZ. Keys to the LZ. Well, if you don't know what an LZ is, let me fill you in. That's called a landing zone, okay? We use that in helicopter operations or we call it an HLZ. Uh, yeah, an LZ for short. Okay, it's where helicopters land. What is an LZ? Well, in uh, plain speak, it's a place where a helicopter lands, okay? You need enough space for the size of a helicopter with no obstructions so it can land with its wheels or its uh, uh, skids on the, on the deck, and troops can get on or get off and go do their thing. Pretty easy, right? It's an open space. Ah, you get the joke now? Haha, ha, keys to LZ. Well, when you're a young private in the Army or you're a young PFC in the Marine Corps and you check into the fleet or you check into you know, 101st or 82nd or wherever it is you're going, yeah. Old, 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 old salty Lance Corporal, or that old salty uh, E5 Buck Sergeant who's been in all three years in the Army. You know, they're gonna they're gonna play uh, we like to call them Ranger games in the Army. Um, they call it something else in the Marine Corps. I'm not gonna repeat what that four letter word is. Uh, family show. Hmm. So they're gonna ask you to get to keys of the LC. So that's why I tell it keys of the LC because here's the deal. God does love laughter. God loves us to be happy. God loves us to cherish life. So. I don't like that term hump day humor because it's just overused, but it is Wednesday. You know, we're halfway through the work week. So, hey, let's have a little fun today. We talk about some serious stuff here on uh, Veterans Vigil, but guess what? We need to smile and laugh, and sometimes when you laugh so hard, when we're drinking milk, nose comes pouring out of our nose, okay? So, uh, hey, so let's go on. What are we talking about today? It's good to laugh, plain and simple. It's good to laugh. It's good for you. There are physiological effects. It's fun. 
you all have been, you know, this is, you know, for my veterans, you've been out there, you've been downrange sitting there and seeing the stupidest, silliest, craziest things, okay? So much fun. You know, granted, every day we can't walk around like a clown just bawling and laughing all over the place with our big red nose and, you know, rosy cheeks. We have bad days. We have real life to deal with. We have to be serious. All right, don't walk into a promotion board laughing like a goofball telling jokes. But when appropriate, laugh, enjoy life, even... Sometimes in combat, I'm telling you as a combat veteran, I can attest that laughter has gotten us through some pretty tough times, all right? We have to find the humor in life even when life has us down during the darkest of times. We have to find that humor, okay? And let's be honest, military is one big happy dysfunctional family. We all know it. If you've been in a day, you've been in, you know, a decade. You know how dysfunctional the military can be, but it's fun, okay? Just like your regular family, it's funny, goofy, and you have your quirks and your little idiosyncrasies. The military is no different. So find a laughter. So today, I'm just going to share a couple anecdotes. Uh, those are stories, okay, for my military career, my days in the service. And I'm also going to talk about some downright, just nonsensical, what the heck does this stuff mean? I'm going to talk about some of the military jargon and sayings. And let's, uh, let's see if we can figure out what some of this stuff means. If, if after this you want to make comments, go to the Facebook page at Veterans Vigil on Facebook, or you can just search for it on Facebook, Veterans Vigil, and uh, go and throw your own comments up there, throw out your own little idiosyncrasies or th stories, whatever you want to do. Go make comments and blow up that Facebook Facebook page today, and uh, let's hear about that. Okay, so here's my first story. Uh, it wasn't my class, or let me back up, circa uh, mid-90s, I was going through my uh, sniper qualification stuff in the Marine Corps, or sniper and doc, and it was a class or two before me, and uh, guys were out there. Yeah, they're working in two-man teams. This is out of Camp Pendleton, California, uh, 1st Marine Division. And uh, a couple of the sniper candidates were out there doing their uh, field craft and moving around. And one of the things is they had to avoid the instructors. And the, the candidates, they just had, you know, their, their camis and their rucksack and their M40, M40A1 rifles. And they're moving around point A to point B. They can't get caught by the instructors. Well, of course, the instructors are out there. And at night, they have night vision goggles and et cetera, et cetera. So uh, this one team thought they were sneaky, sneaky, and they're in their hide site or the little little uh, patrol base position for the snipers, and uh, they're well hidden, well camouflaged. And like, There's no way, there's no way anybody could see us, all right? But uh, all of a sudden, some instructors in the vehicles are moving their way. So you know they they bucked out and they moved to you know another train feature away and got another good hide site, plenty of camouflage. And, there's no way they can see him, not even with night vision goggles, especially from distance, especially from distance. Once again, this, this truck with instructors are coming their way, and they're like, what the heck? So they move to a third position, and, and another train feature away. These guys, now, they're, if you've ever been out of Camp Pendleton, California, some people call them hills. Uh, I call them mountains, especially if you're an East Coast Marine, Camp Lejeune. Oh, here it goes. I'm a Paris Island Marine. Anyway, yeah, so there's some big mountains out there. If you have to move a terrain feature away, it's a bad day for you out there. So these guys are moving another terrain feature away. They're getting a third hide site. Now they're okay. There's no way they're in, you know, tangle foot and briar brushes and they got all kinds of camo and stuff over their heads. There's no way the instructors can see them. Well, sure as heck, one of their buddies, because they had uh, communications and radios, and uh, one of the other sniper candidate teams called them, like, hey, is that you guys over at, you know, this mountain or this grid? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're over here. How'd you know we were here? And they're like, dude, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the candidates had, I guess they had night vision goggles too. And uh, like, dude, we can see your chem light. And if you don't know, chem light's a little glow stick uh, for all you 
folks who've been to raves, you know, glow stick is, but military folks, you know, chem light. And, uh, no, we don't need chem lights on. And we're like, no, yeah, you do. I'm looking through n uh, night vision goggles and you have a chem light on. Well, they had an infrared chem light and it had broken open and they had it in their pocket and they're running around thinking they're going to be all slicky slicky and the instructors can't see them. So, yeah, common sense. Sometimes common sense is not very common. So, make sure your IR chem lights are not broken open. So, Without further ado, let's talk about some military jargon and some of the nonsense and how we speak in the military. All right, here's one of my all-time favorites. I can speak English today. Okay, everyone here in the military has been in formation. Platoon, attend, hoot, parade, rest, eddies. And then stand fast. Can someone explain to me out there how you stand fast? I, I don't get that. Can someone stand slow? I've never heard the command stand slow. Um, I've been told to stand fast quite a bit of times, but I've never had anyone stand faster or stand slower than me. I don't understand that. How do we get to that? And that kind of leads into hurry up and wait. Oh, don't you all love that one? Oh, you're rushing, rushing, you're rushing, you're rushing to get somewhere. You get there, you get there, you get there. Oh, and then you stand fast for quite some time. Yeah, got to love the military. So speaking of that hurry up and wait, here's how that happens. So, uh, the company commander, he'll, he'll go to the uh, company first sergeant or the Marine Corps, maybe the company gunny. Hey, gunny, have him out there at uh, 07 for, for formation tomorrow morning. Okay, roger that, sir. Company guns with the first sergeant. Gets all the platoon sergeants, end of the day. Hey, platoon sergeant, I want the uh, guys out there at uh, 0645, 15 minutes prior, right? We always have to be there 15 minutes prior. Platoon sergeant, go, roger that, gunny, roger that, first sergeant. Platoon sergeants, get their uh, squad leaders. Squad leaders, I want your squad, I want the, uh, want, want everyone out there at uh, 0630. Squad leaders say, oh, roger that. Squad leaders go back to the barracks, they talk, well, if staff sergeant want, or gunny wants us out there at uh, 0630, let's all, all agree to be out there at 0615. Okay, roger that. Get the fire team leaders, fire team leaders, hey, tell all the men to be out there at uh, 0615. Yeah, roger that. So each squad, you know, gets their squad together, and fire team leaders talk, and well, gosh, if, you know, Sergeant or Staff Sergeant wants us out there at 0615. We should probably be out there 15 minutes prior to 06. <laughs> Roger that. Well, you know, good PFC or Salty Lance Corporal, they're going to roll in there about one minute prior, so no big deal. So at the time an original command is given to be there, you're going to be there at least an hour early, depending upon how many echelons of command was between you and the commander that told you to be there. So I love the 15 minutes prior, because really you should call it the, at least the one hour prior. All right, good times. Uh, we talked about a box. Oh, no, we talked about the keys of the LZ. You didn't talk about a box of grid squares. Anyone here in your PFC or Lance Corporal days ever told to get a box of grid squares? Those of you who've done a lot of land nav, yeah, another good one. Box of grid squares. Still, I'm still looking forward to this day. You know what else I'm looking for? Two things. One time I was told to go to the motor pool, get a uh, get the keys of the Humvee. I'd never driven a Humvee. I, I did. I was a young Lance Corporal right out of boot camp in, in the Fleet Marine Force. Hey, Hey, uh, Lance Corporal Lynch, go to the uh, motor pool, get, get the keys of the Humvee so we can do, you know, whatever we're doing. Okay, roger that, Sergeant. Go down there and, uh, you know, see, see the gunny at the motor pool. Hey, gunny, I need, a, need the keys of the Humvee for Humvee, you know, you know, XYZ. Okay, Lance Corporal, let me go find him. Oh, sorry, I can't find him here. You know what? Second platoon had him last time. I'm going to go see, uh, see their platoon, sir. Okay. <clears throat> hey, uh, Staff Sergeant Smith, you got the keys of the Humvee for Humvee XYZ? Oh, Sorry, Lance Corporal, you know what? After we used it, first platoon took it. Anyway, this goes on and on and on. Yeah, by the time my squadron finds me, he's like, hey, come here, dummy. 
and he took me over to Humvee, and he goes, oh, show me where the keys go. Of course, I'm thinking of a regular car here in America. Look on the right side of the uh, steering column. I don't see anything. Look on the left side, see all these switches. Uh, I don't really, oh, whoa, there's a switch. It says starter. Yeah. Da -da -da. No keys to a Humvee. So for all my uh, young PFCs out there, don't you let uh, Sergeant Schmuckatelli fool you. There, there aren't any keys to a Humvee. There's no keys to the LZ. There's no box of grid squares. Okay. And you know what? Since we're talking about supply, there are no there are no chemlite batteries. Okay, chemlites don't take batteries, so don't fall for that that one either. So now we're talking about chemlites. All right. Let me tell you how chem is actually spelled. I think you know how to spell light. Chem is spelled C Y A L U M E. How do we get chem out of that? I mean, I know I was in the Marine Corps for eight years, and you know we struggle with the English language, even if it was our primary language. But who knows how to spell chem white? And why is it spelled C-Y-A-L-U-M-E? Doesn't even pass a common sense test. Not even close. All right, folks. Let me tell you about forgetfulness. So another actually Marine Corps sniper story. Uh, when I was going through my in-doc. So you know what it's like for you folks who spent some time in the field. Uh, big rucksack or the big backpack or carry. Big old Alice rack. Alice. Ah, oh, our old friend. So the great thing about uh, a small Alice pack is you can only fit so much in it. But, you know, sometimes you have to give and take. That old saying, you know, pack light, freeze at night. Well, you get the large rucksack, so cool. You get to bring more stuff. But the more you bring, the more it weighs, and, well, you know where that goes. So I'm out there on the fourth day, the fourth night, last night of my sniper in dock, Camp Pendleton also. We're down in this little river. Riverbed is dry, it's summer, and not a lot going on there. And uh, pretty smoked. It's been a long four days. They, they wore us out pretty good. First Battalion, Fourth Marines. Gotta give them credit for the way we used to run our index. Good times. Mm. Oh, love me that coffee. All right, so we take a security halt in the time. Um, you work in a two-person candidate team. So it was myself and uh, my buddy Dan. And uh, <laughs> we take a security halt. I, I have the uh, radio back then, the uh, PRC-119s. Oh, I thought they were high speed. This is circa 1996. And uh, so anyway, we took a security hall. We're looking out our next move. We had to, uh, you know, circumnavigate this open area. Talked about how we can do it okay. And we have a uh, one cadre with us from the, the platoon. You know, guy's already, he's already a bona fide scout sniper. He's been deployed, etc. And he's just watching, taking notes, etc. All right, we move out security hall. I'm walking point. We get about a couple hundred meters. Brush isn't too bad. And I'm just walking, and just something feels, doesn't feel right. Just doesn't feel right at all. Well, that last security hole, I forgot my rucksack with the radio. Oh, yeah, I forgot my rucksack. So, you know, I put the hand and arm signal for, uh, you know, for a halt and to get down. And we're taking that little security hole, and the cadre comes over, and, hey, what's going on? I'm like, uh, Sergeant, I forgot my rucksack in that last security hole. <laughs> Without missing a step, this, this man, old Grady, is dry as a desert as far as his humor goes. Well, that's why at Ranger School, you dummy court everything to you. Roger that, Sergeant. And he was cool. He said, hey, go back, get your rucksack, and drive on. I made it, despite almost losing a very important piece of equipment the rucksack, not the radio. All right, so speaking of moving out, let's talk about uh, road marches or uh, ruck marches, as they call them in the Army. Let me ask a question. Why is it saying they put or 
as far as officer selection, because usually the officers will be out front leading the way, as they should. Why did what do they just groom these officers to be six foot four or above? And why did they why are they the first people in the ruck march to be out there? Because you're talking about an average gait of you know a 30 inch step as they talk about in drill and ceremony. This guy's got about a 90 inch step. Not fair. So and then of course the littlest guy, the littlest fella, who's about five five, he's always in the back and he's got the motor, the 81 millimeter motor base plate, right? Or the 81 millimeter motor tube on his ruck, right? All my infantry folks out there, some of y'all breaking out into a cold sweat right now saying, oh, oh, I don't miss those days. Yeah, Roger that. I do not miss those days. Speaking of Roger, Roger, Roger that. Hey, go get that. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Roger that, Sergeant. How did this guy, Roger, become the all-encompassing affirmative for everything, you know? And what happens in the military when your name actually is Roger? Is that confusing for you? So I want to hear from all the Rogers out there. Your name is Roger. Go and, you know, hit us up on Facebook and let us know how it felt to be Roger and be in the military for 20 years and all you hear is your name everywhere you go. Just It just has to be confusing. And Roger, I'm sorry for that. So I've talked a lot about Marine Corps Army days, a lot of infantry stuff. Let me talk about my Navy folks out there because, you know, I spent eight years in the Marine Corps, did two uh, Westpac, Westpac deployments. Uh, both in the USS Tarawa, so spent over a year of my life on the boat, a little tuna can. Good times. Not really. Um, no, but seriously, it was a great time. It was a neat experience. Glad I did it in my 20s and would not do it in my 40s. So my, all my Navy folks out there, my sailors, uh, well, first and f foremost, uh, I like how you name different parts of the ship. I know this goes back to the you know 18th century or even further back, but seriously, a poop deck? Like, what is the poop deck? Where is the poop deck and why is it called a poop deck? Now, I know what the head is. That's where you actually do your business, your bodily functions, but a poop deck? I mean, come on, man, it's the 21st century. Do we really have to have a poop deck? Let's, uh, let's work on that, because that's just a little weird. Next thing, Navy, my, my folks, my bosun's mates. Uh, that's, a M that's a MOS or a job description in the Navy for all you non-Navy folks. Uh, the bosun's whistle, okay? So if you, you, if you have not been in the Navy or Marine Corps, it doesn't matter, because I know you've seen the movie and you've all heard this. Have you all heard that? I know you've all heard that. So, um, yeah, the bosun's whistle. The bosun's whistle. Gotta love that bosun's whistle. If I ever found you on the ship when I was in the ship, I'm, I'm telling you, my friend, we would have had problems. We would have had serious problems. All right. Uh, when I was Lance Corporal on a ship, uh, my first uh, deployment in the use of Tarbo, I learned very quickly that... Um, you don't walk on blue tile when you're an enlisted guy. You don't walk on the blue tile. That's called officer country. It's on the upper decks. I don't know what levels or whatnot. But um, always, always confused by the, uh, always confused. Okay. So the blue tile, whatever, sir. Roger that. Moving out. Yes, sir. Stand fast. All right. Speaking of weird talking and weird whatever. Hey, Marines. And I'm a former Marine. Did you ever notice when uh, Marines are marching, they sound like they're speaking another language? And I know I know you Army guys because I went from the Marine Corps to the Army. And I know I first time I ever had to march soldiers around. No one knew what the heck I was saying. Out, 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 right, off, I, I, hello. 
Okay, so all the Marines out there, you're laughing your butts off because you know exactly what I'm talking about. And all you soldiers who've heard Marines or anyone else who's heard Marines march, you have no idea what they're saying. But yes, it is a language of its own. All right. So another thing about Marines and soldiers, uh, sorry, Navy, yeah, no, you didn't get a whole lot of, lot of air time as far as your stuff. Uh, Marines and uh, Marines, the camis. Well, first of all, Marines wear camis and soldiers wear BDUs. Well, actually, soldiers wear ACE. No, not an ACUs now. I don't know what they're called now. Anyway, Marines roll their camis, they roll their sleeves up and they're on their blouse. They roll them with the inside out. And when soldiers roll, they roll them with the outside showing. Now, why is that? Why? Why? I mean, why? I mean, the Army way is so confusing and convoluted. The Marine Corps way, it seems a lot simpler. And maybe that's the point. I gotcha, I know, we eat crayons. Uh, back to my sailors. Oh, speaking of camouflage, why do sailors need to wear camouflage on an aircraft carrier? Yeah, think about that for a second. You've got a how big of a ship in the middle of the ocean that weighs how much, it's got all the stuff going on, jets taking off, helicopters taking off and landing, and you need camouflage on the ship? Seriously, you need camouflage. That doesn't pass a common sense test. Let me, let me give my Air Force a shout out there too. Hey Air Force, what's going on? I don't know the Air Force a lot, so I don't have a lot to say or make fun of y'all, but I want to know why you guys and girls need camouflage also. That doesn't pass common sense test either. You're sitting there working on the F-35 strike fighter at some big base because you know, you're not out in the field. Why are you wearing camouflage? Are you, are you trying to hide from your, I don't know, what you first sergeant company? You don't have company gummies, but you know what I mean. Camouflage have a time and place has a time and place. I don't see it on a ship or working on a fighter jet, but hey, that's all good. It's all good. Uh, speaking of our uniforms, here's what I love: our utility uniforms, our camis, our BDUs, DCUs, ACUs, whatever we're wearing. Okay, uh, and I know, especially Army guys, especially Army Special Forces guys. All right. By the way, no, I'll tell you in a second. If the sergeant major doesn't want us walking around with our hands in our pockets, how come our uniforms? have pockets. If they don't want us to put our hands in there, don't give us pockets, all right? I had a guy uh, I was talking to in Army SF, and he said he was somewhere, and some, some senior enlisted guy asked him, hey, how come you got your hands in your pockets? They cold? But yes, they are. <laughs> they are very cold. So, you know, don't give us pockets if you don't want us to put our hands in it. Just don't do it. Ugh, doesn't make sense. Uh, speaking of cold, all right, all my folks out there have eaten Emery's meals ready to eat. Oh, yeah, boy, we could have an entire podcast talking about Mr. E's, Mr. E's. But let me ask you something. If you've ever eaten Emery, if you've ever been somewhere where it's cold, below freezing, let me ask you. There, Actually, I'm not going to even ask. I'm just going to tell you. There's not a lot in that Emery, that meal ready to eat, that's actually ready to eat. Oh, I know they have cold weather Emery's. Good luck finding those in the middle of Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. They're not so ready to eat. And even if it's warm out, they're not real ready. No. Horrible. Speaking of that Emery, uh, Emery Spoon, uh, the ubiquitous Emery Spoon. I remember in the Marine Corps days, you know, in our left breast pocket, we'd always keep one there in the field. Never know when you need that Emery Spoon. A chow is going to break out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, chow, get that Emery Spoon out. Um, but did it ever occur to anyone that the spork is a far superior utensil. I mean, come on, we've all been at Taco Bell at two o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, that spork, it's just multi-purpose. I mean, we have our Leatherman multi-tools. Why don't we have the multi-purpose spork for our MREs? I don't understand how the spoon became the end-all be-all. I'd rather go with the spork. That's my two cents. That's my two cents. 
Speaking of uh, multi-purpose, let me tell you about a, a buddy of mine. They went to the uh, Q course with uh, Mr. M. We'll call, call him Mr. M. So he was in Ranger School, uh, Army Ranger School, and I forget what phase. And he's down there, and he's carrying the 240, and they're in an ambush, you know, a training ambush. And uh, he set in. And strange how the buttstock of an M240 machine gun actually in the middle of the night after days and days humping that baby around the, uh, around the woods can feel like a pillow. And uh, my buddy, Mr. M, he fell asleep on that buttstock. And that's, that's a no-go in ranger school. You're going to get a red card. So the ranger instructor came up and saw he was passed out, snoozing and snoring on that M240. And they have blanks in it, just the blanks. And um, slowly put that M240 in fire. The instructor did. <laughs> Let a big, about a 10, 15-round burst of, uh, of a fire go off. And, of course, woke, woke my buddy up. And without missing a step, as soon as that, that gun went off, he woke up and he yelled, test fire, test fire, test fire. And you know, my grunts out there, you know what I'm talking about. The, the ranger instructor looked at him. He's like, you know what? That was pretty squared away. I'm not going to even write you up for that. So he got, he got away with that. Yeah, lucky for him. Yeah, being in the woods. Love walking in the woods. Done a lot of that in the infantry. A lot of y'all just spent time in the woods, map and compass. Good times. No matter where you do it, desert, jungle, woods, mountains, they all have their own challenges. But I have a question about one thing. Dead reckoning. That's where you, you take your compass, you get your map, you got the point you're going to, you're ever azimuth, you're, you're walking at 85 degrees, uh, and you're just going to walk straight. Dead reckoning. You pick points in front of you. Uh, you know, navigation points or landmarks so you can stay in that straight azimuth. But if you've ever been to a place called Camp McCall, it's an annex of uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, the swamps out there, or maybe been down to Camp Lejeune or uh, some of those bases down down south in the bayou, dead reckoning is exactly that. You you walk, you walk dead reckoning, not reckon you're going to be dead you walk around that swamp. I don't think it's a good way to go. I'll tell you a little story when I was at Camp McCall right out there, uh, Fort Bragg. I was going through the Special Forces Assessment Selection, or SFAS, or Selection. And, uh, you know, we're all big and bad and tough, and we want, want to be Green Berets. Heck, we're, we just want to get in the Q course, to actually, to start. And uh, walking out in the middle of the woods, and they, got a lot of, they have a lot of strict rules out there. Uh, you can't walk the roads. You can't walk the, uh, the big trails. You can't be within 50 meters of another candidate. You know, a lot of strict rules. And, you know, when I went through Selection back in 2002, you know, we didn't have the, the heart rate monitors or the GPS locators on us or that kind of stuff. It was just us, our little rubber duck rifle, big rucksack, a map, and a compass. And that was it. Point A to point B, make time, whatever it was, because they don't tell you what the standard is. You just got to you know, hurry up and get it done. And, uh, yeah, so they're moving out there, and it was moving out, moving out, moving out. And I'll tell you, if you walked in the woods for a few minutes, I know at night, I know you have walked face first into a spider web. Oh, I'm here to tell you, yeah, some of you just got shh, just got shh. Shivers right up your spine. And uh, I walked face first into a spider web. Oh, boy, I tell you, that was oh, horrible. Just feeling that, just that soft, spidery web thing in your face. You know, oh, drop, drop my rubber duck rifle. Wipe that spider web off my face. Oh, okay. Gave my composure, look left, look right behind me, make sure, uh, you know, make sure there was anyone out there watching me. How it just almost gone complete, little girl. So it was all good. You know, got my stuff back together, got my bearings literally and figuratively, and uh, moving out back in my ass. Moving out a few more feet, you know, a couple minutes, and all of a sudden, I felt it. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I felt it in the back of my neck, and I went, slapped it away, 
yeah, and I felt something big and fuzzy in the back of my neck. I tell you, I let out a scream. I let out a big scream, like a little girl in a big scream. Oh, I dropped my rub, threw down my rubber rifle, took my blouse off, my shirt off, and just started dancing like I was dancing for a job. Oh, it was awful. And I mean, yeah, forget it. I don't care who was around. I lost my ever-loving bearing. Yep, walking in the woods in the middle of the night. Always a good time. Good times in the military. Got to laugh at it. Got to share that with my buddies now. Well, hey, this is online. It's a podcast. Share it with the world. Yes, I walked into a spider web and had a spider crawling over me and I screamed like a little girl. Yep, big, tough, wannabe green beret at the time. All right, that happened. You know what? And that stuff's funny. You got to laugh at it. So just remember, you know, life can be funny, you know, especially in the military. We just go through things and see things and experience things. That uh, you can only experience in the military. It's just the path we chose and the blessings we've been given. And that's what you got to do is you got to find the blessings and the humor uh, in your job, in the military, and uh, with your mates. And if you're out of the military, you've retired, you're done, you're hung it up, you know you know, you have great stories. And cherish those. Remember those. And, uh, you know, maybe get in contact with some of your old platoon mates or, you know, your workmates that you, you were with in the military, in the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. Okay, oh, Coast Guard, sorry. I've never spent any time with you guys, so i, I got to look around to find some stories to, to make funny. I mean, not make fun. Uh, for you guys, in terms of stories that are funny. So, uh, you know, bottom line is this, y'all. Military's been a big blessing for us, whether you've been in, you know, for a month or you've been in for 20 years. It's always a big blessing. It's always a good time. So if you want to share some of your sea stories or uh, some of your tall tales uh, you, you have from your, your experiences, go to our Facebook, at uh, Veterans Vigil. And go ahead and post them up there. I'd love, love to hear your stories and share it with everyone. And uh, when we come back next Wednesday, we're going to do the same thing. I'm not going to tell. I'd, I would rather tell your stories and tell all mine. But, hey, we're just getting we're just getting moving along with Veterans Vigil. We're podcast number seven. So, uh, you know, right now I'm going to tell mine. But I'd love to hear your stories. Share it. Be part of the family. Let's talk about those things. Okay, so don't forget, at Veterans Vigil, you know, post your stories. Let's hear them. Don't forget to go to our Facebook, like our Facebook page. At Veterans Vigil, go to our Instagram, you know, like it there, follow us, and you know, check out our daily meme that comes out with a nice verse on it. Check out our YouTube channel. Again, I'm going to have uh, the podcast up there in me, my face. You get to see the studio, by the way, day one. Woohoo! Day one in our new studio, still to soundproof it, do some other things, decorate. So, uh, yeah, got some cool things you can look at if you're more of a visual person. Also, this Friday is a reminder, we're coming out with uh, Keep Your Weapon Clean Part 2. Gonna, Pat's going to talk about the... Uh, 30-day cleanse your, cleanse yourself. Oh my gosh, I made this up and I can't say the 30-day cleansing for God, cleansing my spirit, cleansing my body, and everything else good comes from those things. So I'm going to talk about in that detail what I've been doing so far, and uh, the improvements I've seen. All I'm, I'm going to say, I'm not I'm just going to give a little teaser. It's amazing. Okay, and all the glory goes to God. This is this me. I'm just following His guidance. All the glory goes to God right there. Okay, so hey, listen. Uh, let me uh, remind. That one person out there who's hurting. Remember, all my brothers and sisters who are strong and having a great, beautiful day. Remember, we got a buddy. We got a brother or sister out there. There's one of them. There's one person out there that's hurting. So if you if you are strong and you are good, don't forget to look to your left, look to your right, check your six, look in front of you, see you know, identify that person who may be hurting, having some problems. You know the indicators: marriages, booze, other addictions, uh, reckless behavior. You know, getting you know, driving too fast, getting fights, hypervigilance, withdrawing. You know, staying by themselves, all right? So if you are strong and you can help someone, help someone. But if you are that one person, don't forget, you have your battle buddies. You have people in your chain of command you can talk to. You can go see the chaplain. There's plenty of programs at, at unit level and above within the military to help our help our folks out. 
And if you're a veteran and you're far, far away from the military, you don't have mates you're connected to, talk to someone, talk to a neighbor. There's someone who cares and loves for you. And if you can't find someone, go to that veteran's crisis line. Call 800-273-8255, dial 1, it'll get you to a counselor. Text 838-255 if you just want to be a little more personal. Or go to the website at veteranscrisisline.net, top right corner, hit the uh, live chat so you can just chat with someone online. But bottom line is God loves you and he wants you here and stay here. We need you. We love you at Veterans Vigil. And if this is your outlet or this is your way to connect, then please be with us tomorrow. Be with us five days a week and we'll be here for you, okay? I want to review the scriptures that we went over today. We did Psalm chapter 126, verse 2. That's Psalm chapter 126, verse 2. And Job chapter 8, verse 21. Those are the two verses we went over today. Don't forget, God has a sense of humor too. In fact, you know why I know that? Because one time I told God my plan <laughs> and he laughed. You know what that's like, okay? Hey, listen, I'll get it aside. It's been a great day. I'm blessed. I'm blessed to be here with you. I'm, I'm blessed to share this time with you. If you're listening in the car, you know, travel safe to get home. If you're already home, hey, God bless and better home. Or if you're just on your way to work, you know, have a reverse schedule, you know, be safe. And uh, my folks downrange, you be safe. Keep your powder dry and your blade sharp, and we'll see you soon. God bless you all out here. We love you.